0: So I'm here today with the brilliant Sarah LeBrock. Sarah, thank you so much for taking part in our city-centric podcast. Um would you like to kick us off by telling us a little about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you for inviting me to come along. Um so yeah, my name is Sarah Labrock. Um I am someone that lives with the beastie, um but I've spent probably the last 10 years kind of being an obesity advocate, I guess they call us. So kind of um, trying to kind of change the narrative around obesity, trying to kind of bring that lived experience voice into um, policies and into kind of decisions that are being made for people living with obesity. And um, literally a week ago, I've just launched a new obesity organisation because I felt like there was this this kind of gap where in the third sector, there just wasn't that kind of voice or that kind of organisation driving forward obesity related things and you know we when we think of other chronic conditions we think of diabetes UK or asthma or arthritis you know these huge organizations supporting people living with those conditions and when it came to obesity it just wasn't there and so it's something I've been really passionate about and I'm just fortunate that I've got some great relationships now with some other great obesity stakeholders and a huge amount of support. So I kind of thought, right, well, let's try and make this happen. So, yeah, we launched a week ago and it's been like a crazy week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, um, I've, I know a little bit about your crazy week. Um, <laughs> I know you've been in Parliament and you're also on this morning. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so um, the parliamentary meeting was a um, a report come out called the Leveling Up Obesity Services um, Report. So it's kind of looking at obviously what's happening at the moment and kind of really saying well what you know what do we need why is this not happening because we obviously we've got the obesity strategy that came out a year or so ago but actually what that doesn't focus on enough is the kind of service provision and the support for people actually living with obesity right now it's very much a population level preventative kind of a lot of money's going on that but what there's not a lot being spent on the well, what about the people living with it right now? Um so the meeting was to discuss kind of what that could look like and what needs to happen. And um and it was just great to be given the opportunity to have my voice, you know, in that and to share that you know, someone living with the condition, what we feel like we need. So I very much focused on, you know, increasing access to services because we know that only 50% of the country have access to weight management services, you know, and that's just ridiculous. Um so we need to see that change. Um and just changing the way that healthcare professionals kind of talk to people and um, and handle kind of obesity as well, because we know there's a huge amount of stigma um, that a lot of people have to get through before you could even have a positive conversation or any sort of interaction. So um, that was something else that we talked about. Um, so that was really good. And it, I felt like it was a really positive meeting, actually. There was lots of... Um, people that came up to me afterwards and were like oh we'd love to know more and want to get involved and things so that was really positive um and then yeah on the Wednesday went on to this morning um with Dr Zoe Williams which was amazing because it's, it's a platform I wanted to get on for a long time because I just think I talk about obesity but a lot of the time it's a bit like an, um, an obesity echo chamber you're kind of talking to, to the same people all the time and it's great because they're engaged and they want to be involved but you're not really then growing or changing that message in society. Um, so something like this morning for me was like, so I felt like this is going to hit people that don't normally hear this, that like the information and the, um, the understanding around obesity. So it was really important for me. So I was so kind of like overwhelmed to be there. It all feels a bit surreal. And I kind of feel like, did that actually happen? <laughs> um, but it was a... You know, had a, I think it was a, a really nice interview. Actually, Holly and Phil were really supportive, and I think the questions and the way that they handled the topic was really sensitive and really nice. And I'm really pleased with how it's come across. So, I'm really just hoping that people will begin to feel a little bit kinder to themselves and, and understand that actually this isn't something that they've done to themselves you know it's a, a lot of the time it's not a choice at all obesity is something it is a chronic condition is a disease um and that we need to start treating it that way so i just hope that you know it, even if it's just happened to a small amount of people that's a huge step change to you know nobody hearing that message so um so yeah it was it's been um an exciting week <laughs>
0: So you touched on um, how obesity should be seen as a chronic condition because it is, and it's a disease, and not, and you know, not a choice. Um, so we've um, recently been exploring that um, at Centric through the particular lens of um, the relationship between trauma and obesity. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: what do you What do you think about that? And from your experience, you know, how how are they related?
1: I think the psychological aspect of obesity is huge and I think that we don't explore it enough and I don't think we support people enough with it And because I know from my own experiences that despite losing a lot of weight through diet and exercise through being on a TV show and kind of various other things, it still didn't change how I felt about me. And so I think that actually things like trauma that happens in people's lives and causes them to have low self-esteem or low feelings of self-worth or whatever it is, can have a huge impact on the rest of their life. And I think that when you do talk to people living with obesity, there tends to be something that's happened that has kind of made them feel like they don't deserve something or they have a very low self-esteem or, you know, I know that for myself. And so I do think it's huge. And I think I think what people try to do is, is make out that that's the reason. But I think it's one of the reasons. And I think that's what we need to always remember is obesity isn't down to one thing it's down to multifaceted kind of various things going on. So I absolutely think it plays a part, absolutely. And I think the psychological support and access to services from a psychological aspect is key as well. Um, but I think what I don't want to see is it, is it being blamed for being the only thing. And I, because I've seen some trainers and people on Facebook and things saying, it's all down to, you know, a traumatic thing. And I'm like, but it's not, because that's not why your biology changes. That's not why your genetics change. That doesn't change where you live and the economic situation and the so it's all of that plays a part so yeah i absolutely believe that you know um that trauma will play a, play a huge part in someone's life um but it's just one of the pieces i guess of the obesity puzzle that we have
0: yeah definitely it's a very um like you say very complex thing with lots of different interacting parts how do you think that kind of trying to understand those different factors can influence
1: how we treat obesity and how we see it? Well I I think everyone has to be treated as an individual. I think what you can't do is just see someone living with obesity and go right they need to be on this diet they need to do this and they need to do that because that's not true everyone has a different makeup of what's making them tick so it's about looking at that individual and working out what the right thing for them is because initially it might be let's give them some psychological support or it might be that let's try and get them moving more or that it it might be different for it well it will be different for everyone so I think it's about taking that individualized approach and I talk about having a toolkit for people and I think what we need to do is make sure we've got enough like loads of tools and we pick out then which which of those tools we need for which part of someone's life that they're at or which stage that they need help with and that for me is really important.
0: So what do you think are the main changes that you'd like to see in the, in the uh, narrative and the policies surrounding obesity? That's a big question. <laughs>
1: um, I just would like to say, I mean, the main thing for me is changing the narrative around the eat less, move more messaging. You know, we need to come away from that and we need to talk about it being a chronic disease we need to talk about the fact that it's there's over a hundred different reasons why someone lives with obesity and that's off the back of the foresight report that we know has been around for a long time now kind of all these things so it that message needs to go out to society because I mean just looking at some of the comments from this morning there's so many people going she's talking rubbish blah 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 the usual you know it's like she just needs to eat less and move more. and you're just like so even though there's a doctor sat next to me Kind of talking about the evidence, you know, and they're still not believing it. Um, And I think it's going to take a while to kind of get through those hurdles and those barriers. But I do, I do hold on to the hope we will get there one day. Um, And I think when when it comes to policies, I am seeing a shift in the fact that. They're including the the lived experience voice in decisions a lot more. Um, I mean, I'm involved in so many different projects now with NHS England and um, the Department of Health and and the APPG and things like that. So it's nice to know that they are taking that seriously and are are valuing that input. So for me, that's a really positive step. Um, So I'd like to just make sure that they keep going with that and that they stop focusing on prevention all the time and start thinking about how do we treat, look after people living with obesity right now um, and try and make a shift in that direction really I think is important for me.
0: How how did you feel about kind of receiving those kind of comments about the, the segment on this morning?
1: To be honest I think because I've been doing it for a while now and I, I've kind of received these comments I don't take them personally you know I don't ever think oh they're directed pers- you know targeting me because I understand why society thinks that way in the fact that they've been told for such a long time by the media, by all the messaging out there, that it is just eat less, move more. We just need to try a diet and we need to go to the gym. So when they're hearing people talk about it in, in different messaging, of course they're going to kind of go, but no, like this isn't going against everything I've been told. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm not, I understand it. Um, I think it's just a shame that they're not kind of opening their ears and listening and wanting to kind of see it differently. Because let's be realistic here. If it was that simple, do you think there would? be so many people living with obesity (laughs) like you know and the answer is no like nobody chooses to live with obesity so you know that's what we need to kind of get across is that you know yes this is a situation but you know it's not as simple the messaging that we've been told and we need to start looking at it in a different way so I just you know I don't as I say take it personally and it just it just shows me how much work is still left to do I guess.
0: And following on from that, if someone did want to kind of get involved um, and work towards, towards that, how, how do you think would be a good way to do that?
1: Well, I suppose, you know, I'm just putting a plug in, I suppose, for my new organisation, but um, we've just launched All About Obesity, which is our new organisation. And, and hopefully over time, we will develop more of a community. So at the moment, people can sign up to our kind of um, um, database and our, our newsletter. Um, and I want to involve more and more people uh, to shape what we do. So kind of to tell us what do you want, what do you need, kind of what can this look like? Because I think that's what's really important. Um, so I think it's just about people coming together together. And not feeling alone. That's one of the things I really want is for people living with obesity to not think that they're the only person going through this and that there's no help and support for them because there absolutely is. And and that's really important for me. So that's why I want to build like a community aspect to this as well. So yeah, come check out the website. Um, it's www.allaboutabestie.org and um, yeah, let us know what, what what's good for you and what you need and what we haven't done yet and what we might not have thought about yet because um, we're really open to to definitely, um, yeah, helping people as much as we can. This show and the work of the Urban Health Council wouldn't have been possible without the support of funders and contributors. If this is your first time listening to the show, please head over to urbanhealthcouncil.com to check out more. And if you can, please consider becoming a supporter. Thanks. Bye.